You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. All right, we're Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. I'm play with you for the next 40 minutes or so. By my side, the best co-host in all the land, Todd, to the top. Hanging out in the Gear 30 Lounge today. Todders, how are you? Kind of like roasting. Like, kind of like roasting? Like, let's, yeah, that's better. I hear myself yeah, better. Right yeah, it's a little roasty right here. I mean, it's a, this is a good problem. The sun is out. Yeah, the sun, the is, sun out. is out. Things are starting to dry out a little bit. Yeah. Kind of nice. Uh, so we're back. We took a couple of weeks off. We did chat with Sonny Trotter in a van down by the trailhead. So we will play that for our podcast listeners. Those watching live on Facebook, how you doing? Um, you'll have to check out the podcast here in a few minutes, an um, hour-ish or whatever. But on the show today, so we'll play the Sonny Trotter interview in the van, give you some on the docket. Also, on the radar, in the news, in the news, which it's a lot of earthy stuff and i'll explain why but yeah lots of earthy stuff i got a pretty good idea why good news about yellowstone bad news about aspen skiing co good news about national parks interesting news about a man in park city uh and pollution we have some news on pollution and more so we have bad Is news it gone we, Is it, did it, we did we cure it we solved it it's done it's, it's a good weekend <laughs> it's, it's kind of really good timing too. sun's out yeah pollution's out i guess we're yeah good. that's it yeah uh, we'll give you something worth reading, and this time, not that all the other ones were crap, but this one, this one time, you really need to read this as a really good story. We'll give you something worth reading. Um, gear 30 segments, including new gear here in the shop, like a lot of it, because it finally have made the transition from winter into spring, and there's a ton of new gear here. Also, a MyLand segment and a quote of the week, outdoor jukebox, and more, all on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, episode 328. Any ideas, Todd? Earth Day. Earthy Day. Earth Day. Yeah, so let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. playing this a little prematurely here this was uh, some sirens uh this is this is your weekly happy 1000 uh more than that 1761 people set in all russia record for downhill swimsuit skiing in kemerovo's region the previous record was 1500 so this is on youtube you can look this up and yes it's, it's that's a lot of swimsuits it's a lot of swimsuits men and women um in just their board shorts and or bikinis and they're swimming swimming they are skiing, skiing. and snowboarding this that guy's the creepiest um he's got, a chainsaw. he's got a chainsaw and the joker face painted on while he's snowboarding i don't feel Obviously. like that's the safest plan there but russia to each their own and then uh yeah so there you go it's your weekly happy finishing the year here it does sort of put a smile on my face and look at that sun it looks like it's pretty nice day. yeah in russia there so uh that's all out on youtube search a thousand swimsuit clad skiers 
which you would normally do anyway. So this is going to pull up next. <laughs> it's a normal search for, for you. All right. So we've encountered trail conditions. It's that time of the year. Trails are muddy in some places, yeah. dry in others. So if you need information on where to go, what's what are the conditions out there? WeberTrails.org, WeberTrails.org, Weber County Trails Conditions. This is in partnership with Ogden Trails Network and Weber Pathways. And so it gives you like a green, you're good to go. Just remember you leave those deep impressions when it's wet. It's going to dry out. It's going to leave those deep impressions. That's what people tell me. Yeah. <laughs> you leave no impression. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Oh, no. Oh, my own co-host. Oh. Yeah, just bringing it down. Bring it down. Keeping it real. Yeah, really real. Keeping it real that today. Was too, that hurt <laughs> a little. Like <that's, laughs> um, Okay, Bonneville Shoreline Trail. A lot of parts are good, but uh, fair BST North, uh, North Ogden Divide, BST 2 Pleasant View. Uh, North Ogden divided cold water, um, and this was updated as just a few days ago. But the BST cold water canyon at 12th Street's good, dry, enjoy, have fun out there. There's some places that they have as unknown jump off canyon, not sure yet. Taylor Canyon, not sure, and Malin's not sure. Um, just hasn't been updated on here. And then Buse Canyon Trail is fair, Birch Creek Trail is poor, Strong's Canyon is poor. Bird Song, the favorite. It's it's almost it's like dry like one of the closest in yeah. February sometimes but yeah that is dry it's good to go waterfall canyon is poor top half of snow and people are hiking it but top half of the snow is packed with slippery mud um, just take good shoes the Ogden bike park good to go you're good to go for the bike park so North Fork Park is very poor still melting out up there Ogden Canyon it says unknown in other words the Indian Trail from that side and Coldwater Canyon. Wheeler Art Nord is poor. It's a mess, muddy mess. Stay away from Wheeler Canyon for now. So there you go. For more information and for details on the ones we did not touch on, WeberTrails.org is the place for you to go to find information. Oh, I got to hide this sun so I can see my computer. On trail conditions, very important this time of year. Yes. Okay, so ski resort closing updates. Pretty much everyone is closing this weekend if they haven't closed already. So closing this weekend on Sunday is Brian Head, Brighton, and our very own snow basin and then the only mountain open after this weekend is snowbird and they are a to be determined hashtag longest season in utah so that you got to go to salt lake ski the bird if you want or hike you know um this is it closing weekend go have fun out there good we're into spring man it was a killer season but uh Tis over now. Tis over. Yeah, tis over. All right, so this is the uh, the the portion of the podcast where we got a chat with Sonny Trotter. It was the Ogden Climbing Festival's keynote speaker this year, which notable man. the The keynote was entertaining. It was so funny. It was good, informational. I learned things. It was just fun to hang out with. He was super down to earth. Fun. He's Canadian, so I don't I know. That's your yeah. reason, right there. Super nice. We cornered him. Is that fair to say? In the back of a van. At the Ogden Climbing Festival. He was pretty comfortable in a van. The man spent some time in a van. Uh, Trailer specifically. He and his family have been traveling in a scamp trailer. Just sold it a few few weeks ago and uh, or days ago even. And now moving back to back in a house, but was traveling for a long time with his two kids and young kids. And we talk about that a little bit, a little bit about what he's proud of, most proud of. uh, He's been climbing 25 years. So he's done a he few things. He yeah, no, he's scene. he looks really young in shape still, and, and continues to crush. So, this is our interview with Sonny Trotter, um, the K 
keynote of the Ogden Climbing Festival. <laughs> there was a time when we first got started, I think you probably remember, is that we did used to load the doors full of candy. Full of candy. Oh, full, full yeah, of candy. That's, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little creepy. We you just I mean, took kids. it to the next level, that's all it was. Yeah. Would you like some candy, kids? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we are in, Tan, if you couldn't figure this out, we're in Tan Van here at St. Joe's parking lot. This is the cleanup and the clinic portion of the 12th annual Ogden Climbing Festival. We are joined today by our keynote speaker, Sonny Trotter. Sonny, thank you so much for jumping in the van with us. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, my pleasure. I'm always comfortable in a van. <laughs> uh, <laughs> slash trailer, <laughs> slash with families, yeah. traveling Under around. Under picnic tables, you name it. Oh, couches, whatever it takes. Uh, yeah, very comfortable. <laughs> so you just barely, did you sell your scamp? We just sold it last week. Last week? Yep, 16-footer. Oh, are you kind of sad? Uh, yeah, but I think the excitement for like a new chapter is like kind of overrides it a little bit. Yeah. We, we knew we were, it was kind of always part of the plan yeah. was to, um, to ha have it for a little bit and then test the waters and then, and then kind of adjust as I'm, we go forward. I'm impressed yeah. you were able to let go because once you live in something, it's hard to just say, okay, like I would keep it and park it on the side of the house or something, but you were able to. Yeah, you know the truth is yeah. the very first uh, vehicle I've ever lived in was the hardest one to sell oh. um, and then ever since then I've come I've become pretty good at uh, uh, catch and release you know letting I get a good Don't rig too yeah. that's what I'm saying catch I'm just saying I may or may not have three recreational vehicles at my house right now so. <laughs> you're definitely attached I, I know I'm yeah. totally attached so you're no familiar or no stranger I should say you're very familiar with Utah and climbing in Utah? I've climbed quite a bit in Utah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Ogden? Years. No, uh, one day in Ogden. One, one day, day. At the, in the Boulder Field here. Really? Yep. And it wasn't this year, it was uh, a different time? Four or, five, four or five years ago. Yeah. Yep. Well, man, thanks for coming to oh, it's, keynote tonight. I'm so psyched to be back. And um, I'm getting a better understanding. Like a lot of the uh, locals here are showing me what's what and where's where. And, yeah. and, and it kind of starts to fill in the gaps a little bit. So um, yeah. you guys have a great, just a great mountain range here. Yeah, well, this is not a bad backyard. Oh my no. goodness! Yeah. House is like two minutes away. Yep. House is about two minutes away. Yep. You can almost see yours from here. Yeah. 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 The access is really what makes Ogden a win for trail users, crags, climbers. It's it, the access is immediate. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a bit of a, a bit of a gem here. Yeah. You guys are. Don't tell psyched. anyone. Yeah. Let's keep <laughs> that to ourselves, please. <laughs> so uh, all the way down from your home is in Canada. My um, home is in Canada. Yeah. 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 I've bounced between uh, a climbing town called Squamish mm -hmm. and another climbing town called Canmore. I've bounced back and forth for years and we've now settled, it seems like, in Canmore. Yeah. We've been there for five years, which is the longest we've stayed anywhere. I've stayed anywhere since I was 17. Are you, is it safe to say 25 years of climbing? Uh, that 25 in? years in November. In November. Yeah. So close. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah you be, started climbing like 15, right? Is at that 15. 15 years yeah, old? Yeah. And I, yeah. I turned 40 in November. So that's nice. uh, okay. So, yeah. so I mean, this is kind of fun to go back to when you were 15 years old. What gear were you using? Uh, well, when, so when I first started climbing gear, uh, like climbing, I was you know getting into rappelling, and so yeah. we would tie ropes around our waist that we found in our you didn't even use a figure eight. Was, uh, well, in the, no, I did. Like, I learned how in a climbing gym, you yeah, know, like they would teach you the figure eight and the harness, but I didn't have any money for a harness, so we, we went back to my barn. Uh, I grew up on a farm, and then we would just find old rope and tie it around, and we found these old uh, scrap pieces of metal. And then we would try to, we'd kind of just climb up these big ladders and try to rappel down. And 
You know, so it's just so the fact that you've made it to forty is like a miracle. <laughs> I always say that it's a, you know it's a miracle that any kid makes it to twenty. Period. Absolutely, you know? especially yeah. boys. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that that whole thing they talk about the what is it, the the part of the frontal cortex of the brain that's underdeveloped till you're I think it's yep. like 24, 25. You know, I mean it's phenomenal that uh, that we've all of us have made it through it. I know. So congratulations, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> the oh kids' motor skills like advance so much faster than their brains, and it, it is like it's a thing. They told my son at like age really? two, they're like, "You're gonna need to get that kid a helmet." <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> so, Sonny, you have some some notable accomplishments in in the climbing world. Um, however, those aren't always maybe your personal favorites or, or 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 your personal memory is something that you maybe look back on and, and is proud of. What's your proudest? accomplishment as a climber i mean to be frank like i think the thing i'm the most proud of is that i um that i just i've been doing it for so long that i yeah. that i've had this uh longevity i'm really you know uh i've had i've had injuries i've had ups and downs for sure but um i just love climbing so much uh, mm-hmm. since since it first uh, got inside me i just and, and i'm just love the i'm just proud of the fact that i've built a life around it yeah um you know whether that means uh, you know guiding, doing festivals, writing, photography. I'm just I just I can't get enough of it. You've and had so to. I've created yeah I've built you know I've got, I raised two kids in a mountain town. I'm just really proud of. Um, what did I hit yeah, that? We accidentally kicked oh, the heater gosh. off. That's okay. No, we're good. It's it, uh, that's technical what, malfunction. Technical here. malfunction. Yeah. Yeah. You look a yeah. little chilly there <laughs> on, on the end. It's this one little spot. Yeah, the sun will be fine. Yeah, it will be good. Yeah. Uh, so that you know, I, I think I'm just I'm really proud of uh, sort of this life that I've been able to, to sort of create. Yeah. Um, because it's a creative process trying to build a life. It's um, very interesting because creative is a creative life. The industry is creative. You've had to change. There was no such thing as social media before that and the sponsorship aspect and living as a sponsored athlete professional athlete has changed i'm sure dramatically over the last 10 15 20 years for sure so for sure i think the last 10 years have been a major major shift how are you adjusting uh i I don't know i feel just fine yeah like yeah just be you you know to be i mean it is we do have you know like a lot of um my peers we have a lot of discussions about um you know these legendary climbers um who, you know, we grew up reading books, magazines, that kind of thing. And today, um, with social media, it's it's a different world. You know, it's a different world on how do you get recognized. And, um, you know, um, one, one just to touch on one thing, back, back when we started climbing, it felt like you got a lot of um, respect after you've accomplished something. And today, I see a lot of stories out there of people um, talking about their failures as well like so like I guess not, not necessarily their failures because failures always been a part of climbing whether it's climbing Mount Everest or a boulder problem but you can kind of it, social media is more about documenting your mm-hmm. documenting your day-to-day life and so it's different how when you got notoriety for climbing back then it was because you either survived something or did yeah. something and you wrote a book or an article um, and it was something usually significant of, of some sort um, and today it's sort of just a lot of there's a lot more climbers and there's a lot of documentation and it's just interesting how you you know it's just it's a new world it's yeah and and i think um people who grew up with the with the older form of media which was books and magazines um it's just it takes a little bit of getting getting 
getting yeah. used to. You know? The hashtag you used for while you were while you had your scamp. Well, right, remind me it again because it's a great one. Uh, scamp Life three sixty five. Scamp Life. <laughs> go search that on Instagram, and it's most like pretty much all your photos, right? Like I don't know if anybody else has commandeered that hashtag ever, but it's mostly your photos, and it gives you a pretty good glimpse into your life. In a skate trailer. In a skate, yeah. <laughs> it's in, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's. I think we've done two or three hundred posts over the last uh, year. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I actually, you know what? To be honest, I haven't actually looked at the file to see if there's other people oh, sharing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think majority of them are, are probably ours. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's really cool. And then follow you, of course. Uh, you have your own name, at Sonny Trotter. Yeah. On Insta, which is I cool. Do. Yeah. Can we go back like 25 years just for a second? So, what was it yeah. that drew you to climbing originally? Was it the girls was it, it was community the was it the solitude <laughs> was it somebody you, you looked up to do you mean do you mean the girl it was a, a girl there was one girl at our climbing gym yeah and 100 200 guys no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> the one the one girl no which is the reason uh, everyone stepped in the game yeah um so so uh, probably what i'm going to talk a little bit about tonight is, is my upbringing i grew up on a, uh, a big farm with um we we're surrounded by other hundreds of acres of farms so we had a lot of land to play with and I think that really affected my uh, uh, I just I just always loved adventure I've always been mm. a curious kid and so I've always gone exploring maybe a little too far from my parents liking at times but um, climbing had this sense of adventure that just really I found compelling and um, part of my story tonight is is when I first started climbing sport climbing was an adventure and you know you're clipping bolts and you're going outside and, and it was an adventure to me because it was new and I, I felt like I could have died on any sport route at any given moment um, making mistakes or whatever but as I started moving through the numbers and realizing that um, I kind of got into training more and trying harder, harder and harder routes I was actually getting away from adventure and when I found and sort of discovered that um, trad climbing and gear climbing and big wall climbing, it just opened up a whole new, like, you know, something I was like, oh, I was kind of getting, yep. it was kind of getting um, monotonous a little bit, the whole sport climbing thing. You know, you train a little harder, you climb the next grade. You train a little harder, you diet maybe, you climb the next grade. You know, it, it became pretty repetitive and kind of mm -hmm. boring. And when I discovered that, I could... Um, take what I'd learned about in hard sport climbing and transfer it to trad climbing, it opened up a whole new world of adventure for me. And I realized I was missing something in my climbing. So I kind of fell in love with climbing all over again in my early 20s um, when I discovered more, I guess, the more adventurous side of things. And I started going back to places like Zion and Yosemite. With, so you're starting to travel, you're starting to venture out a little bit further from home. I did, I did. I mean, I, I was traveling even when I was 18, 19, I was, I was traveling away from home going oh. on sport climbing trips. I mean, the Virgin River Gorge and all over and um, and then I'd come home save some money go back on the road but that that routine got repetitive like I said mm -hmm. because um, so basically I was 23 years old I climbed my first 14 I think it's 14 D it's never been repeated um, still now is it really how it's still unrepeated yeah but it's in a weird spot it, oh. <laughs> it's not like it's on the circuit or anything it's kind of like it's in like it's like yeah that's okay. Yeah, yeah you hit it. It's covered in brush. <laughs> There's signs that say "Do not enter." <laughs> Crossbones. Yeah. Um, oh, it's shoot. just not on the the circuit. I mean, I've had some people talk. Like Dave Graham wanted to come up at some yeah. point. There's been locals who've been trying it, but so I climbed this route, and I I realized that it wasn't as fulfilled as maybe I thought it was going to be climbing my first 9A, and that's also at the same time I, I refell in love with trad climbing. So I Ooh. I ventured again out on the road for one more year. And uh, I just looked at climbing with a whole new lens, and it's been that understanding of a, that adventure is kind of 
what compels what keeps me compelled to climb um so yeah, going back to the whole 15, what drew me in in the first place, it was adventure. adventure. The, the sense of adventure. I saw all these posters on the wall at climbing gyms, you mm -hmm. know, of guys like Todd Skinner and Lynn Hill, and they, like in Vietnam and stuff. And I was like, like what? Like there's places like that yeah, in the world adventure. you can go there? And, and so that's kind of what got me in there. I never really thought that I was going to go to the, some of these places. Um, but, you know, one day leads to the next, and here I am. Yeah. And, and it's, it's still adventure. That oh. sort of keeps you going. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, even this year, I mean, traveling with kids, like it, you know, it's, it's the best adventure I, 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 I think of. So yeah. that is next level. That is That's next level next adventure. Level stuff. Little kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skill that not very many people can can be good at. Sometimes it's it's hard or want to take on, I should say, because it's tough to travel with kids. It's very hard. It's very hard. The young ones too. Yeah, yeah, we left when we hit the road. Our daughter was seven months. Yeah. And we were living full time on the road. And there's like not yeah. do you have a shower in there? Uh we did. We never used it though. Never used no. It. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh Sonny, we could chat with you all day, really, because uh, you're very easy to talk to, but this was just a little teaser for tonight's keynote performance. So performance, is that Performance. performance yeah let's do it no no pressure no pressure i think we got like flame like fire yeah, on the fireworks. side of the stage and stuff like yeah you don't know this part yet yeah, well i got a makeup be. kit i'm ready to go <laughs> yeah. uh, all right sounds good thanks son anything we should know about uh, tonight i think you kind of touched on it there briefly but um um no it's just i mean it's just some stories and and it's yeah. it's like kind of i'm at a point where i get to kind of look back and reflect on things and so you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm hopefully going to pass on some some things i've learned and some some yeah. messages that maybe will help some of the youth moving forward yeah and spark that sense of adventure that's what it's all about yeah you get a, even hear a little glimpse of that and you're just like i want to be part of that yeah and that's what the festival's all about you know, the climbing festival itself is about this adventure and, and like just encouraging people to get out and do it and gain some additional knowledge and experience while while they can. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel, for yeah. lead, taking the lead on this on this uh, Ogden Climbing Festival 12 years ago you started. Yeah, I'm tired. Kind of wild. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm tired. All no, right, thanks, uh, Sonny. We'll see you tonight. All right, thanks for having me. Yep. Do you dance? Do you? I there's, used to go dancing all the time. secret history I don't there's know time, about. Uh, you probably knew about this. Maybe you didn't. So I used to go dancing i used to go to the clubs yeah i used to go dancing there was a time uh this was in utah we used to go down and i can't remember the name of the place we used to go it'll probably come to me before the end of the show todd to the top of the dance charts oh yeah well yeah. We, we used to go two three days a week what like no joke really yeah this was back when this is back when we were me and some buddies we worked at uh, the blockbuster in south ogden so we'd close things up there around that was 11. a hub we close things up there a little bit, you know, later, and then we'd head down and get get sweaty for a couple <laughs> couple of hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, we danced like we didn't go to just to socialize and to mingle. Like we danced. Yeah, you it was, worked it. It was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. It's been it has been way too. I did long. not know that. Oh, yeah. I, I, we need to find some dance religiously music. for a while. Yeah, wow. but it has been some time. But I think I still got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the music has changed a lot since I've been dancing. <laughs> Unless they have like some sort their retro nights would be the nights that right. I just simply enjoy. Retro to the uh -huh. so so that would be uh late nineties, early two uh thousands, -huh. maybe? Nope, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. All right, on the docket, on the docket, um Mount Everest Peace Climb, a story of teamwork and adventure is at Tracy Avery tonight. Yeah, tonight. It's fifty bucks, but I think it's uh for a non profit, so it's a fundraiser deal. Uh Mount Everest Peace Climb story it's a movie film. Tracy Aviary, 
in Salt Lake. Uh, 420, Earth Day. That is Sunday. Oh, no, wait. 18, 19, Saturday at the Ogden Nature Center. <gasps> that was a good time. My famous daughter will be there dancing. So you got the Irish dancers along with... Obviously, the- Irish and Nature Center and Earth Day. It's just like... A- it's a match made in heaven. Nothing says Earth Day more than some good old-fashioned Irish dancing. I think that's essentially <laughs> any event for any reason. At the Ogden Nature Center. Four bucks. I know it's a stretch, but reach in the couch cushions and come up with your four bucks there. Um, no, there's pl- there's vendors. There's Of course, there's animals there at the Nature Center. Um, birds. There'll birds be Earth. Earth. There's Earth. There's going to be extra Earth. I think they're bringing in extra Earth too. You so. can see the Earth because there's no more snow. Right? And I was talking to Brandy. There's like a record number of uh, birdhouses out there because they. Oh yeah, those are so competition. cool. Feels like we've been talking about birdhouse competition for I think years. You should and I've add, never done one. Yeah, you should add that to, to the arts and the parks. Yeah. Like each week they add to the birdhouse at the end of the summer. We all kind of chip away it's at a it. Giant it's not a arts idea. and the parks birdhouse. You're brilliant. You are brilliant. Every once in a while, I have an idea. I'm going to jot that down. Uh, 423 is Earth Week Utah Climate Initiatives panel at the Church and State, and that is free. We've been to that place in downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, Ultimate Climate Initiatives panel on 423, so that's next week. That place, it's kind of like like an incubator. It's like a, Mm. I think you can rent out space and and have a little office. And And they're open to everyone, the church and state. Yes, exactly. Mother's Day brunch at Snow Basin. So Snow Basin... Ski resort will close. However, um, on five twelve, there's a Mother's Day brunch. So now, it's a good day to make up for Easter sold out. The year. So get on it if that's something you're interested in. Mother's like, Day, yeah, with the Mother's Day brunch or something. And man, holy crap, Ogden Marathon coming up fast, May eighteenth. It's a lot of events coming up. Then we fast. jump into the Ogden Music Festival, in which we will have a van there. That's down at the Fort Benaventura. Uh, Miles Goodyear. So that's the last weekend in May, first couple days in June. So 531, June 1, June 2, I believe. Um, On the radar. So down the line. Not like coming up quick, but plan for this. Plan for this. Uh, Exercise or train for July 20th is the El Dose. 2019. He called it El Dose. Yeah. Uh, 20, 2019 Powder Mountain mountain bike race up there. Uh, good times. Okay. Good times. Oh, yeah. Good race. August 3rd is the Antelope. Uh, that's way out there. And you don't have to train for this one. You just show up. It's the Antelope Island Spider Fest 2019. Do you bring your own spiders? Or? Uh, good question. Catch them in your house and release them on the island? Not sure. That sounds awful. I think the island has plenty of spiders. So what's a spider fest? Um, Do you have information about that? Yeah, let's put, let's go to, let's go to the page here. So I'm not gonna, familiar with this fest. Gonna open this up in a new page. Spider Fest, um, hosted by the friends of the Great Salt Lake. It says, "Let's get to know our creepy crawly friends who call Antelope Island home. Join us for a day full of spider themed presentations, crafts, guided walks, citizen science, poetry, photography, art." and food vendors and learn more about these fascinating residents of the island incredible educational resources from a powerhouse team of partners that are sure to bust spider myths and help the whole family learn to appreciate spiders critical role in our ecosystems so activities start at 10 a.m go till 4 p.m 
Again, this is on the radar, so it's not coming up tomorrow. It's August 3rd. August 3rd. A little, yeah. little bit more into the summer. Right. Yeah. Because because spiders, they, you know, they're very beneficial when it comes to many things. And so, yeah. Certain spiders in Certain particular. Certain spiders, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm not a, I don't know. I, should I think go you should this. go check it out. Yeah. Citizen Science. <laughs> I don't read that very often. <laughs> I was like, Citizen Science, what's that? Uh, in the news, in the news, it is now time for a quick hit of what is going on in and around the outdoor news cycle. So Yellowstone set to open some roads. Uh, services will open on April 19th. Ooh, what? That is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Beginning at 8 a.m. Friday, April 19th, select roads and services in Yellowstone National Park will open for the season weather permitting. So that's the west entrance to Old Faithful, Mammoth Hot Springs to Old Faithful. Old Faithful. Feetful. Oh, feetful. Is that feetful or feetful? It's your feetful. Uh, via Norris, which that road has been under construction, I swear to God, for like eight years. I don't know what the deal is, but come on. Uh, Norris to Canyon and then north entrance to the Mammoth Springs. So what's that's open year round? Anyway, if you were thinking about going to the park, like drive, you don't have to take your snowmobile anymore. Nope, this you weekend. can go up there tomorrow. Uh, Aspen skiing co-executive is facing 24 years in jail. Oops. After he stole a, and then sold, and this is a lot of skis. I think it's $2.4 million worth of demo skis. He and his wife. And snowboards and other goods. Okay. So he helped found the D and E snowboard shop and sold it to ski co in 2001 when he was kept on as managing director of the company's retail rental division. Skiko fired Johnson in December, calling the situation tragic. That's not tragic. That's he's an idiot. Uh, and very painful and personal. Though company officials declined to comment further, Johnson at the time said his firing was a private employment matter. Listen, I was gonna I was gonna pay it back. All two point four million. <laughs> I was just I was storing them. I was just storing them for you. Oh my god, this is all on Snowbrains for the full story. Tune into Snowbrains for that. Uh, oh my gosh! He was just doing a side business, a little side hustle. I think it's just he was even like, like th- that's where the billionaires hang out. Like the dude probably didn't need the money, but maybe I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Celebrate 420 with free admission to all national parks. Come experience. So Yellowstone's open. Utah's parks are always pretty much always open. Come experience the national parks during National Parks Week. National Park Week. All National Park Service sites that charge an entrance fee will offer free admission to everyone this Saturday, April 20th. Parks across the country will host a variety of special programs and events to celebrate. But remember, parks like Yellowstone and Yosemite don't belong to states that reside. Let's see. Let's see. Let me explain this again. Belong to the states they reside and are, in fact, under the jurisdiction of the federal government. In other words, your whole 420 plans of pot smoking in those specific areas that you think you're going to be okay in because one of the states maybe it may lie within a state that that allows it when you're in the park now that's federal lands which does not allow so keep that in mind so you got to light up right outside right outside like just don't cross like do it at the sign before you enter but not in that's good advice so park city man and i don't know where do you know where solomare is Solomir? Doesn't sound familiar. It's like right a, outside of Park City somewhere. Is it a small little town out there? We should, we probably know. Park City man was just chilling, watching his backyard when lo and behold, a bobcat traversed 
and he took a little video of it. A slow pace across the snow. A brief video captured by Hendrickson shows the animal move from the open yard toward a pine before disappearing from view. It was, quote, trotting across the backyard, end quote, Hendrickson said. He said it was pretty awesome. I'm glad my dog was inside with me. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. They're out there. They do exist. It's not some mythical creature. Bobcats are of course they exist. Are alive. I've you never never seen them. I've never seen I've never seen a unicorn. I've never seen a bobcat. I put them in the same category. Probably a good idea. You know, I don't know. Bigfoot. Uh, Snowbird is going to work with Trout Unlimited, according to unofficial networks, to help restore the Mary Ellen Gulch. Nice to see Snowboard Snowbird working hard on the offensive with neighboring organizations to clean up Mary Ellen Gulch. The bird has teamed up with Trout Unlimited and local engineering firms to formulate a successful plan to restore the damaged area for human and environmental health. If only we knew somebody with Trout Unlimited. Wait, I think we do. Maybe we'll have to ask into that. I'm I'm going to forward this to the Leaky Waiters podcast folks, the friendly people over there. If you haven't heard them, they're back, by the way. Leaky, if you're into the fly fishing, that time of year, well, (laughs) rivers are... Should know, and I didn't add this to the news. Rivers are high. Yeah, rivers are high. I think uh, I don't know if it was the state, but somebody. I think a good chunk of this season they're going to be relatively high. We had a lot of rain. There's a, yeah, the runoff is just now like really starting to go into full effect, and so be careful around the rivers. Uh, maybe it was Ogden City put out a little like what what not to do. Just yes, keep a keep a really close eye on your little ones. Yeah, little animals as well. Yep, for sure. Um, pollution in national parks. Why is it an issue? KSL.com. Critics of Utah's proposal. Why on earth is it an issue? I don't know. I got this great idea for a story. (laughs) When I hit myself in the hand really hard, it hurts. Is that true? (laughs) I don't know. I'll have to look into it. Critics, I just want I just want to follow up on that. Uh, if yeah. you don't mind. I'm gonna write a story on it. So critics of Utah's proposed regional haze plant say it does not go far enough to cut emissions from a pair of power plants and want state regulators to require upgrades to significantly reduce the pollutant nitric oxide. The plan, with its proposed revisions, is up for a public comment through May 15th and will be reviewed this summer by the Utah Air Quality Board. Comments can be emailed to Thomas Gunter at utah.gov. If you're, if you're you following my, along. I'll give you my public response right now. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Almost choked on my oh snapness. The body of a missing runner, Jerrica Binks, may have been found high in a Utah ravine. Disappeared over a year ago. This according to runnersworld.com. Heartbreaking mystery of Jerrica Binks, a Utah runner who disappeared over a year ago while on a trail near her home in American Fork. May finally find some closure on Monday afternoon. Local authorities announced that they had found, actually, a hiker had found. The authorities didn't find it, but yes. Uh, skeletal remains of a body in the general area that Binks was last known to have been and with multiple personal items known to belong to Binks. So they haven't officially said it's her, but it's pretty much her. Uh, nothing that's sad. No signs of, yeah, no signs of foul play, but it did show there was evidence of an injury in a pretty remote area. So she ever, she either decided to purposely go off trail or fell from above somehow into a ravine. But that's why searchers could not find her when they searched over a year ago uh, in February when it wasn't as bad of a winter, but it was um, still a difficult area to get into. And this hiker who says he's been hiking the area for years 
had never even been down this particular ravine. And so it's a, it's a pretty dense area down there um, by the Tippinogos cave area. And so, yeah, closure is what that comes down to. And then uh, there's a deadly crash at the Lukla Tenzing Hillary Airport in Nepal. It's, it's ever season. It's when everyone's flying in, setting up base camp, getting ready to hike the tallest mountain in all the Queuing land. Up. Queuing up. On Sunday at the Luk- Lukla, 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 Tenzing Hillary Airport in Nepal, the plane veered to the right while taking off and smashed into a parked helicopter. Is never that's cool on maybe like movies like not okay in real life because the crash killed the first officer of the airplane and one police officer standing near the helicopter second police officer was injured and later died while undergoing surgery in Kathmandu. four other people were hurt but are now Jeez. in stable condition wow. now uh gear 30's own um we claim him because he's sort of an employee with us bryden mm-hmm. and then a aaron who is gear 30's own aaron uh, who is a buyer for us, did hike a uh, trail there uh, towards, did they go to the go to the base camp there? But it's like a through hike kind of up there. And uh, there's a video. And we're going to showcase the video here in May. And it's because he's got it done. It's going to be an awesome video. We're going to show it here in the shop. When did they May. do that trip? Last summer. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he did a couple. He had a busy summer last year. So, Yeah. Uh, really cute. A and this is okay if Mama Bear's not around, but a bear cub. Let's see if I can play this here. Went right up to a snowboarder. No. And uh, look at that. That's really cute. I know, right? I think he wanted to ride. He's on the the nose of the board, sniffing the man's. Oh my gosh! And then like sniffing the the snowboarder's crotch a little bit there, and then takes a little nip at his at his glove. Yeah, where's mama and I, who knows where mama bear is because that could get scary in a hurry if mama sees what's going on but somewhere i, I guess in a, can get into trouble is what's gonna happen i don't know where if that's in a resort or not it doesn't say pretty wild though um it was on the slope so in a resort that's really cute huh and then um our friend we should say our really close friend who i personally haven't ever met but let's just he's friends with a lot of People like us, Zach uh-huh. Efron. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zach Efron. Uh, so he was out for the famous movie, what's the, Sundance Film Festival, uh-huh. and uh, then he went into the. He was doing. He was touring, s- ski touring, with. Uh, who was he ski touring with? What company was it? Crap, not sure. And he tore his ACL oh, in geez. the Utah backcountry. So when did this sh- happen? Shedding, shedding, shredding. Just recently, I need to like warm up my unique New York. Unique New York. Un- unique New, unique New York. York. Unique New York. Yeah, exactly. okay. Okay. Clearly, need uh, while shredding the gnar in the Utah backcountry. So there's a vi- there's like a four minute video of him and his friends. He goes out. Uh, Park Is this City old Powder story Cats. Or newer story. No, it's new. Yeah, Park City Powder Cats. Not very long ago, and he tore his ACL. He was pretty. He kept good spirits. And he's like, I'm okay. After the fact. After the fact, yeah. Like, he tries to party on. You know what I'm saying? He tries to keep it going. But uh, this story is up at Snow Brains. And there's a whole video. It's on YouTube. It's called How I Tore My ACL Skiing. Um, with the, with the, it's called Off the Grid with Zach Efron. You can just follow Off the Grid. It's with his, his little, boys. Him and his, he and his boys. And they do some, yeah. some video work. And it's 
of course they have a little bit of cash so they can do this on the side to just borrow their own borrow their own gear or whatnot yeah, yeah. we hope he recovers quickly yeah of course for all of i do because you gotta get back to that high school musical <laughs> i don't think that he probably has connections weren't those filmed yeah. out in utah they were yeah and then he's been out repeatedly to, to sundance i think I, yeah i've seen him a couple years ago so you know how you go to an outdoor retailer and they give you a bunch of one-off merch that's whatever yeah like you know so there's Sh- been swag? there's swag there's been some swag blowback hashtag swag blowback okay no, say it ain't so <laughs> say it ain't so single-use day plastic yeah. at outdoor retail it's bad so there's been 48 brands and counting who have united to ditch single-use plastic at outdoor retailer okay so well see that's a good they that's a good meeting of the minds there's yeah. no reason on probably most of that right right yeah. uh the, the Plastic Impact Alliance, because everybody needs an alliance, is growing by the day. Will you join us to create a more sustainable trade show? So some brands you may have heard of who have signed on. Camelback, Backpacker Magazine, Costa, the sunglasses, uh, Adidas, Terex, Flowfold. I had that Flowfold wallet for years. Hydropack, Hydro Flask, Clean Canteen, which some of these, they don't use they like uh oh did you see stanley has a new logo no it's a bear with wings stanley by pmi huh. or is it, it's a lion bear bear it's a lion bear bear with lion bear with wings yeah i don't know if i like it it's kind of cool but i don't know um liberty mountain nathan hydration osprey ultimate direction toad and co so signing on to no warren miller no single-use plastic at the outdoor retailer. So your swag, should you receive some if you if and when you go, may look a little different. Yeah, regardless of kind of how you, like, nobody tells me to not have straws type of mentality. Nobody I'm tells you what you, to do. Nobody tells Todd to the top. I'm telling you, though, the percentage, and I'm sure that it probably applies to this, you know, one of the reasons why, of plastic found in seabirds and uh, sea turtles is astounding. It's like seabirds is like... What was the, what was I read? 70% of seabirds have like plastic in them. Like they've at some point consumed plastic, you know? And, uh, it's, it's like, that's a lot of seabirds. That's a huge percentage. It's really sad. And that's entirely us. Yeah. Like entirely us. Well, I mean, maybe not you and I, but I've had straws. (laughs) (laughs) So looking back enough, I don't have a straw with me right now. So essentially we've killed a lot of birds. Yeah. Indirectly, directly. But good so, for them. I think that sounds like a fun. Well, especially and, with that event, especially with that event. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, North Face is petitioning to make Earth Day a national holiday. It's not. I don't understand how this works because it's on a calendar. Doesn't that mean we're national? But does national mean like banks close? I think that's what it means. Hmm. So banks don't close. What's there? Like so federal employees don't have the day off. So it's not a federal holiday. Right. National holiday. Right. Okay. It's, it's just a. This is a holiday. I don't a know. Celebrated holiday. Yeah. Kind of. The brand will close its doors on Earth Day, the North Face that brand. Seems perfect. Yeah. On Monday as part of the global petition. I don't like the word petition. Like, I don't think that's a petition. It's more like initiative. A initiative would be, yeah. And, and, and push to unplug. So, um, North Face, along with 15 other organizations around the world, are officially, though, petitioning to make Earth Day an officially recognized holiday. 
to emphasize the importance of unplugging and disconnecting digitally. I'm pro Earth. I'm, I'm pro, pro disconnecting for a day so. for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's probably all right, a good. That's idea. all I got for news, man. That's a lot of news, but I do have a worth reading. A fantastic, phenomenal story out of the Seattle Times. Um, I want to know who the author is. Crap. Uh, Scott Greenstone. Uh, this goes out to... Thanks, Scott Green, Greenstone. This is a fantastic article on former Olympic medalist and cyclist Rebecca Twig, you may remember the name, who now is homeless in Seattle. The, the article is called, What an Olympic Medalist Homeless in Seattle Wants You to Know. When Rebecca Twig was seven, she rode a bike for the first time. There were no training wheels, but Twig took off like she'd done it in a previous life. She fell only when she realized she didn't know how to stop and steered into a wall. Uh, how do you go from winning medals at the Olympics, being having sponsorships for years and years to being homeless in Seattle? Got to read the article. It's worth reading. It's a phenomenal story. Very, very interesting. Um, delves into a little bit of mental illness. And the something that athletes like that you and I should know a lot about, you know. Um, what do you do when your athletic career is over? How do you move on? How do you approach that? And um, in this particular case, she had a really hard time with that. So definitely worth reading. Up at the seattletimes.com. By the way, we link everything. Everything we talk about is linked to the blog at the Banyan Collective. Go to the Collective.com, Hit the Ogden Outdoor Adventure blog. I don't want to brag. No, right. I want to brag. But it's one of the yeah. better podcast blog sites. There's yeah. a lot of good information. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Good. Good to know. Good to know. A lot of links. Lots of links. Gear 30 segment. Gear 30. Um, go to gear30.com. And uh, because we love you. We have a promo code just for our listeners. Use OOA at checkout and save 12% on your purchase. There's a clearance section. There's all kinds of good stuff up there. And new gear daily. So we have a boatload of stuff in the shop here from Prana. It looks Prana, full right now. Yeah. Black Diamond, Osprey, Mystery Ranch. You just noticed more new Solomon stuff. So many new things. And a local, if you're a rock climber, so Black Diamond, I just saw, was pushing a bag, and Petzl has a new bag. But this local bag, uh, the, we'll have him on the show, Todd. He wants to come on. He lives here in Ogden. I like bags. He, yeah, they, they make the bags in Logan. Huh. So, excuse me, if you're familiar with Ogden Made and their bags, it's mm -hmm. the same bag maker okay. in Logan that makes this new bag. And I can't remember the name of it because he just came in the shop two days ago. Logan but bags? But we bought... No, no, it's a different. Yeah. We bought, I think, five of them. And so what they are is a, it's a crag bag that comes with the rope tarp and everything, but it all folds into, um, there's actually pockets for uh, storage. So you can put your harness and your shoes and, and your chalk bag. So and would, you, would you say it's utilitarian? Very, very utilitarian. Which is my favorite with gear. Mm -hmm. and, and you just roll it all up, throw it on your, pat, on your back, hike to the crag, unroll it, it has the lar claims largest uh, rope tarp in the biz attached to this. But it's a really cool rope tarp. We have them. We have at least five in the store. Three black, two red. Come check them out. They're in the climbing department. Really cool. The The inventor is here in Ogden, produced in Utah in Logan. Right I say before we get him on the show, we'll um, find out what the name of the brand is so we can talk about that. That's a really good idea. 
Yeah, we have them right over there in the corner. I just can't remember. Come in and ask for the new climbing bag if that, if that helps. All right, that's Gear 30 again. Use OOA at checkout at gear30.com. Save 12% on Looks your like you purchase. got a lot of stuff for, uh, for sale, too. So we did. We moved the winter. Oh, man. Chase, already Chase employee, our main buyer, fell victim this morning. Went over to the 40% off rack and was buying because it's really, really good stuff. There's a Marmot zip uh, flannel that is we have a large and an extra large. I may buy the large 40% off. Um, there's a mammut insulated first. water. Yeah, a mammut insulated jacket that is waterproof. That is gorgeous. That didn't. We have two of those left. They didn't sell over the winter. So all the things that we have like onesies and twosies of, they didn't sell over the winter. They're now on a forty percent off rack for men's and women's. Um, first come, first serve, man. Do you have stuff any onesies fast. of onesies? Do you have any? We onesies? need more onesies. Where's the Kavu people? <laughs> <laughs> we need Kavu people in our life. For the MyLand segment, again, this is the Earth Day show, and this rounds out the show here. Trump signs a Colorado River drought plan, so there, that means that uh, this will put more water into the Colorado River, divert less uh, in the end. Do you remember when? Did you remember that movie we saw that w- the Colorado River reached the Gulf of Mexico for the first and, time, and yeah. it was really cool to watch the the kids like in Mexico go see the water. Flow. It was like a trickle too. It was like a straight up trickle, and it reaches the the Gulf, and in, in other words, this should hopefully get us back on plan to maybe make that happen again. What we needed was Arizona to sign on, and I guess they did finally. So um, there's that. And then on the on the flip side of the political side, flip spectrum. side of the political spectrum, uh, one of Trump's would be opponents here next year, Warren, was in Utah, and she pledges changes in the national monument policy. According to, this is on the Standard Examiner, but this this story is actually everywhere right now today. Backed by dramatic mountain peaks, Elizabeth Warren stopped in Utah on Wednesday to discuss her public lands plan, including a promise to restore broader protections for two of the state's high-profile national monuments if elected president. It's a move that would not endear her to Utah's GOP establishment, but could appeal to voters across the West, angered by President, president Donald Trump's decision to shrink the monuments and then in and then helping her out would be the san juan county which formally switched this is also on Stern examiner sides formally switched sides in the bears ear debate because they are now controlled by democrats so the southeast utah county commission that used to be a vocal opponent of the bears ears national monument created by president barack obama is switching sides in the debate um, that is now controlled by the democrats so all the things my lands it gets diff- it gets again read the full go to the blog link links to the, all the stuff is there that's all i got man Whew, that's a good show earth day content heavy content episode. heavy when we come back we come back with a vengeance so quote of the week instead of wondering when your vacation is maybe you should set up a life you don't need to escape from that's <laughs> <laughs> seth goaded all right, I like it. Seth Godin. I like it. Thank you, Gear 30, and uh, actually thank you to Goal Zero for powering today's 328th episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes. You can go to inst- iTunes, search Ogden Outdoor Adventure, and you will find our podcast. Give us a follow. Give us a review. Rate and review us because it really helps a ton. Um, 
Ogden Outdoor Adventure on iTunes. Rate and review. If you're huge on the Spotify, we're also there too. Again, all the blog with all the things, the links and everything at thebandingcollective.com. All the show notes are there. Chat with us on Twitter at Ogden Adventure or at Banyan Podcast. Just say hi. Like, what's up? I wonder if we should start putting the shows on cassette. You like know, audio cassette. You know what ad I heard was um, actually my wife bought a new car, and um, the the uh, what she ended up. It's getting? a 2019. Went to the Hyundai dealer. Gotcha. And got a Tucson. Oh, we're, nice. We're giving it a factory lift with some nice wheels and tires, make oh, her feel a little sporty. As you, do, you know, of course, yeah. But uh, so there's no CD players anymore, right? Like, and, yes. And yeah. the the salesperson oh, was like good. kind of making fun because she had to get we had to get the CD out of the old car, right? Like, help, time out. I got to get my. And he was like, and he's young. He's like, of course, one of the whippersnapper yeah. probably up there. Yeah, he's and, not used to the eight tracks in the car. No, yeah. no. Yeah. So he's like, ah, CD play. Oh and she, God. you don't understand. She fought back said, you can play all the, the whole Moana soundtrack in the, for the kids and stuff. Anyway, it was pretty funny. But, hey, when yeah. they removed it from even laptops and things, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do without that? What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, this week's uh, outdoor jukebox, which have you seen the movie yet? Uh, uh, the Dirt? No, not yet. The dirt? Okay, not yet. so I was not... You're trying to sell me on the Motley Crue. I know, I am. Yeah. I'm not a Motley Crue fan. Never yeah, was. Wouldn't, wouldn't know it now. No, because now I can't stop listening to the Motley Crue. <laughs> and so this is a little live wire. Again, uh, if you haven't caught the dirt, it's mature audiences, so don't have the kids around when you turn that thing on on Netflix because you're like, you're right into it real quick as soon as that... But it's a great, great film. Um... The John Muir would say the mountains are calling and we must go. Let's go. Yeah.